Smell what the rock is cooking. Smell it. Yeah. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Smell it. Come on. Come on. Do you smell what the yeah. rock is cooking? Yeah. The rock has come back. Laying down the smack on your funky crap candy coated ass. Into the squared circle with the great one, the most electrifying moves. Don't touch the station. Children and their children fit or chant with the millions upon millions of rock fans. Get ready for the square dance. It's your chance for a can of ass whooping from the people's chant. You can smell what the rock's cooking. You can smell what the rock's cooking. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? You smell what the rock's cooking. Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502! Finally, <laughs> The Rock has come back on the airwaves. <laughs> Joined as always uh, by my right-hand man himself, Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, I think we're actually finally legitimately on the air now. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, good to, good, <laughs> good to finally get out from underneath the man's thumb. Yeah, they tried to keep us down this morning, Rock. But here we are. You, you know what's here funny? We are triumphant. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, 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 you know, I, I was trying to do my due diligence as, a, as a, as a, a hard worker, and you know, just trying to let people know all the wonderful things I'm doing in life. So, you know, I've been updating my LinkedIn profile and and trying to get all that stuff together. And for whatever reason, once I updated everything and actually put all my jobs and all my experience, all my history, and put it all out there, for whatever reason, it put that you know I am uh, you know the producer for the show and made that like I guess the announcement to everybody is that I'm now the producer for the show. So like according to LinkedIn, I just started as a producer and to Today's like my first day as like the new producer, and we had all seven rounds of foolishness going on. <laughs> They're like, "Oh God, he's man. a horrible producer." <laughs> I, look, man, I'm I'm not on LinkedIn. Yes, because uh, it doesn't serve me well. Yes, but my days in the HR taught me one thing, if nothing else: lie. <laughs> you can do whatever you want on LinkedIn, man. Like, come on, go for it. This is your world. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I will say that as a former as a former HR uh, representative, who never say never, but hopefully I never have to go back to that that life and wear that particular suit. Uh, folks, here's some free advice from from your man Joe Kelly: lie on your applications. <laughs> lie. I Put me it. down as your reference. There you go. If you listen to to Wake Up Five Hundred Two, I'll vouch for you. See, that's the employee we ever had. That Best is, employee we ever had. That uh, is, I'll, I'll even throw in some buzzwords out there. Really good with synergy. <laughs> well, you, you know, and, and it's so. Right. It, 
I, the more I think about it, Joe, you know, I, I really and truly believe I think I know why all these things happened because I feel like there may be some folks out there that just did not want this show to go and air uh, today. I feel like, you know, that they, they wanted to try to set everything they could against <laughs> having Wake Up 502 because they were afraid of what may come out of it. You know, like I, I, I have a feeling that, that you know, we had some gremlins. Jabbing needles in the in the Ken dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, you know what we 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 have that to talk about. But we, I tell you what, Joe. Like we had so many things, and now that it's going to be, I guess, a more abbreviated version of the show, we're going to have to, you know, be selective on what. Uh, we actually are able to get to because there's, I mean, there, there's a ton going on. Even though uh, it's definitely the dog days, uh, you know, uh, you know we, we kind of chatted about it before we got on the air. Is that you know, I feel like everybody is starting to get on everybody else's nerves. It's kind of like the end of training camp where you get into that last two weeks and everybody's tired of pushing and elbowing on each other. So it's just kind of. Everybody is on each other's nerves, you know, there's fights and squabbles and, and all that type of stuff. I feel that's the, that's the part of the summer that we're in right now. We are knee-deep in it, my friend. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and it's wild. It's wild for people that, that are only familiar with me via this show, and they don't know just how much of an instigator you know, I've been in years past on Twitter. You don't it, say. It's, you know, man. I, I mean, I think I've been justly accused. <laughs> it, there, there have been there have been moments when, uh, I mean, hell, hell, Rashawn, not even locally. Tucker Carlson called me a uh, a, a online terrorist. <laughs> I take that as a badge of honor, sir. That's I got really that. I got that call. I, I got that text message and said, "Ooh, that's a radar I didn't want to be on, but I'll take it. I'll be that. I'll be that. I'll be your Huckleberry." Um, yeah, but man, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, part of this whole new sense of calm and and being like, nah, I'm good, I'm 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 old now, I'm washed up. It's wild to watch my friends be the not the instigators. I don't think that's a fair term to use for you, but uh, the source of, of contention from others. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have for whatever reason, and and, and I will say this: I don't. Believe it or not, even though I'm a very active Twitter person, I don't tweet a ton of original material. I, I tweet when I have thoughts, I put my thoughts out there, you know, but most of the time they're sports related. I I will subtweet or, or comment on some things if I think they're interesting or funny. Not a lot. I definitely don't. I'm not a Joe Kelly level <laughs> tweeter uh, by by any means. You and Mark uh, Ennis are probably the two most tweetingest cats I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I'm not on y'all. Hey, level. man. <laughs> Twitter's something to do when there ain't nothing to do, and I'm trying to stay out of trouble. Absolutely, so, you know. absolutely. But but you know, like uh, for for whatever, for whatever reason, I certain things that I have said lately uh, have just rankled certain folks. Even when I'm not even talking to to, to those folks at all, like literally, I I, I don't even I, I won't even be speaking to them now. Now, do sometimes I refer to the actions of some, and you know that I, I feel like I'm telling the truth. But Joe, I want to I, I want to play something for you, and, and this is what the, Rashawn tweets 
something on Wednesday because, you know, UofL puts out a, uh, a video of L. Ellis dunking a basketball and certain folks just go crazy and wild and, and, and nuts about it. So, you know, I, I made a comment on, on Twitter, didn't call out anybody by name, didn't say any of that, but basically for the last 48 hours, this is what I've been listening to, Joe. So, so I, I'm going to play this for you because this is just an example of what I've been hearing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this might be our best season ever. My ratings, they're about to go through the roof. All right, all right, now, now I'm going to calm down, so I'm going to calm down. I just don't get that, all that mace okay. and that lock and all, all right. that puff. I just don't get it, son, okay, for real. Just, just calm and down. And how the f*** you be putting out a, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be putting out a, a greatest hits album already. What kind of shit is that? Like, that wasn't really hits. Flavor in your ear. What kind of shit is that? Flavor? Sure. Who the f*** wants sure. flavor in their ear? Mm-hmm. I want music in my ear. I don't know flavor. <laughs> what kind of shit y'all talking about me yeah but sir excuse me you know flavoring yeah was the sure, first single yeah went, yeah okay so, you know, nobody I mean, does you know that that's the, you know say that's some lucky i mean got lucky you know say that that don't, that don't really mean you know say that that they that, that, that they dope you know what i'm saying you have your right now my brother can can yes sir i'm about to stop right so so that yeah, you man hold up hold up you know i can't let that slide that is one of my favorite favorite i'm i'm an avid hater of skits on on rap albums worst part of the 90s man stop <laughs> rap you're not a com- I'll, I'll watch a movie if i want to laugh <laughs> the mad rapper though is the funniest ish ever <laughs> so when he was on ready when he was on life after death doing the yeah 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 you know, but mine's more john blaze <laughs> so i know that so, so, so from mad. here from here on out I'm going to just shout out the mad rapper and the mad <laughs> producer. Okay, since the mad rapper and the mad producer wanted to get all upset because Rashawn sent a tweet. Oh, everything has to go crazy. Everybody has Rashawn, to go crazy. Rashawn's tweets are all right. You know, they're all right. They're all right. But I gotta, I'm about to play. <laughs> so, yeah. So, for, so I, I just want to give a shout out. First of all, once again, mad rapper and mad producer, you're, you're welcome for me basically uh putting together and programming your whole month of june so you know it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's all good you know we're all cardinal fans at the end you know no one's trying to you know start anything or or trying to just say contrarian stuff so i can climb up the ladder or you know trying to get more people to listen like i am in a very beautiful place right now to where literally i just appreciate the fact i get to get on here with joe kelly and haven harrington and do my thing i could literally care less i love my people i love the interaction i crave it but you know, whether you decide to listen, the reasons for listening, I'm good with all of it. I'm just happy to do it. Like, I literally, I've always said, man, being in sports media for me as a kid, as an avid lover of L and just an avid lover of sports in general, I, the, the fact that I get to do this and get to get on the air and I get to talk to all these amazing athletes and great coaches, like, that's it for me. Like, I've been doing this thing for like 20 years 
I got 20 years in the game. So, like, <laughs> trust me when I tell you, I, this, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have any nefarious scheme to just, you know, try to be the contrarian guy to get likes or tweets or you know, whatever else they do now. Pinterest, <laughs> I don't, you know, what, whatever that, I don't do it, anything except, you know, just give my opinions, Joe. But I, I had to shout out the Mad Rapper and Mad Producer this morning just because they're, they're funny guys. Hey, man, end of the day, we all sort of lean on each other. It doesn't matter what station you work for. doesn't matter. You know, I mean, a big people ask me who what radio I listen to. And I'll be honest with y'all. And, and Rashawn, I'll be honest with you. We've never really talked about this. I don't listen to, to local sports radio anymore, not because I, I don't think highly of the people that, that do this. Yes. My big thing is I don't ever want to subliminally bite somebody and what i mean by that is i don't want to listen to one of our friends you know you mentioned mark Ennis. i don't want to listen to mark uh make an excellent point and then subconsciously i just spit it out on saturday morning like that was my intellectual property and then not give him you know what i mean so that's yes. why i avoid it in general yes and and that's also very weird Again, for people that, that have only become familiar with me via this platform of Wake Up 502, I'm usually the dude that's like, I, I'm the instigator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, yeah. I'm the source. Um, so when I get a text uh, from from people outside of it saying, hey, what's going on with this, this, and that? I'm like, I, man, if it's not Rashawn or Haven, I probably can't tell you. You know, yeah. because I'm just, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the loop like that. And I'm not trying to be in the loop like that. Um, we can, we all have fun with this, man. Nobody, nobody needs to take themselves too seriously because at the end of the day, we're talking local sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome that people, people give us a penny for our thoughts. <laughs> you know, look at me now, grandma. Right. Uh, <laughs> making a, making a, making a couple of bucks, knocking out a cell phone bill for the same conversation we'd have in my backyard over the grill. You know? That's a beautiful thing. Not trying to not trying to start any beef with anybody or, or be fighting over over local recruiting like that. Come on now. <laughs> but we can but we can have fun with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, got we to. Definitely, have you gotta have fun with. It. I mean, because fun. at the end of the day, and that's the biggest thing, man, is that like everything that we do, you know, it, it, whether you're talking in the barber shop and, and arguing back and forth, and everybody, you know, is uh, uh, f you, f you, f you. Who's next? You know, what I'm saying like, who? It don't matter. Mm -hmm. That's the way. That's the culture. But it's all about entertainment. Why do people sit in the in the barber shop and argue for hours and listen to each other, cursing each other out, and laughing the whole time? It's because they are entertained. That's what this whole thing is. Is entertainment. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, as, it's just anybody fun, who right? Hangs out, anybody who hangs out in my yard, you know, when when we have cookouts and coming up this football football season. Come out to tailgate, be a part of it. It's it's the most. Th this is one area where uh, where where my lady friends will chime in and say, "This is toxic masculinity," and I'm like, "It's not that toxic." But yes, we roast each other constantly. Absolutely. You would think I hate my friends and, have no respect <laughs> for them and think they were simpletons. The way that that we talk to one another when arguing what the strategy for that particular game needs to be. 
Not but yet. at the end of the day, we're all we're all eating off the same grill, right? That's it. That's it. I mean, that, that, that that's the whole point right there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, at the end of the what day. What would be the point of having this much local coverage if everybody got along, agreed, we all sang Kumbaya, and it was, well, you've now heard so-and-so and so-and-so sing Kumbaya. Now yeah. here's <laughs> Joe and Rashawn's rendition. Exactly. You know, like, like nobody wants to hear all that. And, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, once the, the season starts and we get to week three and Florida State makes their way to town, I'm going to see the mad rapper and I'm going to see the mad producer up there in the in the press box and I'm going to dap him up. I'm going to say, what's happening, fellas? And, you know, we all going to eat, eat food that we didn't have to pay for and enjoy football mm-hmm. with tickets that we didn't have to buy. So, <laughs> like. And, and laugh about the fact that, People think we hate each other. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> right, right, exactly, man. It's it. That that the hardest the hardest thing for me to accept, Rashawn. The hardest thing for me to accept about doing radio. Yes, and I finally I've finally seen the light on it. There is a little bit of a wrestling aspect to it. Oh, absolutely. Now, when, when now, just for the audience, no, I'm never gonna gonna show up on a Saturday morning or text with Rashawn on a Friday night and say, "What are we talking about?" and pull the Skip Bayless, uh, Stephen A. card of <laughs> who's right. arguing what point. Joe, you're gonna. I'll take never that do that. I'll right. never manufacture an argument. Oh no! Everything right. you get on here is the guy's honest, like just our opinions on whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because the good thing is, too, if we talk about something long enough, we're both opinionated enough. We'll find something we disagree on if that's what we need to do with the conversation. Oh yeah, is disagree, but but we're not gonna fabricate it. No, 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 not at all. I mean, because look, there are some stations out here where you know you'll have the what I like to 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 you know, call the Ed McMahon where you have like the host and then you have the dude in the background that just kind of laughs and then just agrees and parrots whatever the host is saying. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, man, you're right on that. With Like, I don't want that on my show. Like, you, if you want to get that on the show, there's several options in here for the Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson thing. Like, I don't want Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. If I'm stupid on a point and y'all want to tell me I'm stupid or if my, my hosts want to tell me I'm stupid and they tell me why I'm wrong, that's what I would rather have. Like, I don't want somebody to just laugh and tell me I'm right on everything. Like, I never have. I, I never will. You know, like, that's not... I have my own brain. I have my own thoughts on things. I, I, I don't, you know... <laughs> I, I, Maybe I wasn't hugged enough as a child. I don't know. But when nobody argues with me, I start to wonder, do y'all even care what I'm saying anymore? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> if you just tell me I'm right on everything, I feel like, you know, the, the, so, something's happening. I, I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm being led to an intervention or something. If if everybody just starts being too nice <laughs> and just, you know, patting me on the back, I get a little nervous. <laughs> so... You know, like, like I, I, I don't know. Oh, and, and you know what? Uh, I know we're coming up on the end of the, uh, I was going to say end of the first hour, but our first 30 minutes. Since we only have an hour and an hour and 30 minute show today, which is fine. It's all good. I'm just happy that we are on there. I didn't, and for a while there, I, I didn't know if it was going to happen. But, you know, I now that I am the, uh, the, the producer, even though I've been the producer the whole time the show's been on, um, I learned something new. I learned how to get us, kick us off national and get us on. Our, our man Justin uh, came through and gave me the over-the-phone tutorial. That brother is cold because he got me together 
quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, and I believe we're, we we should be good. You know, hopefully, over at the top of the hour, I'm kind of, you know, he was like, well, if you do this and do this, then it should just you be able to continue rolling. So you shouldn't have any other problems. So hopefully I fix it correctly and we'll still be on the air for hour number two. But, you know, I, I de- want to shout out to, to Justin and, and, of course, Dugan Ryan, the, the architect and the uh, – uh, the, the brainchild bef- behind everything that is Big X Sports Radio for uh, allowing me to do this every Saturday morning. Uh, it is a, uh, I don't even want to say it's a labor of love. It is a, uh, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to be able to get in here and do this and to talk to uh, my brother Joe and Haven when he's not out uh, cloud hopping, running around the country and doing all the things he's doing. So, you know, <laughs> it is definitely fun, uh, you know, to do all of this. Uh, so uh, with that, I, I will say that we have a lot that I want to get into uh, with you, Joe, in hour number two um, with football right around the corner and the fact that basketball hasn't done anything. So I'm not going to talk about them until they do something. Uh, you know, I know that Peach Jam is going on and DJ Wagner is doing his thing. Uh, Caleb Glenn's team lost, uh, you know, so, you know, recruiting is recruiting. There's not really any recruiting news outside of the fact that DJ Wagner has not committed. So, you know, like we heard that there was possibilities that that DJ uh, may commit to UK uh, at Peach Jam. Uh, DJ did shut that down. And and what I've realized, Joe, in this whole recruitment of DJ Wagner is literally anybody who says they know anything about it. Like I had a bunch of people during the whole Kenny Payne or somebody else recruitment to figure out who the Louisville coach was, you know, the people saying, oh, well, you know, if Kenny comes, you're going to get DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner's going to come. He's going to bring his boy Aaron Bradshaw, blah, 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 blah. And since then, I've heard a billion different rumors from everybody from, you know, Louisville uh, luminaries to Matt Jones and the U.K. people. And everybody says they know this or they know that or this guy's doing this. I've realized that nobody has a damn clue what DJ Wagner is going to do. So this is the whole thing with recruiting, man. I've been doing this forever. That's how I started in this business with doing recruiting. If you think you know what a 17, 18-year-old kid is going to do, especially when they're an elite kid, you have no idea. Like, we could go through all this stuff, and DJ Wagner could go play for, like, overtime elite or go to, you know, the, the G League at night. Man, and I know it's really hard for fans to to separate a human being from being a product, you know, for your program. I get that. I it, I really do, especially for all the good the the good qualities of the NIL, and and I love it. Been a big proponent from the jump. It does open up the door of now that you're compensated, now you're open to more criticism. Now we can treat you differently. You know, that my whole thing about we're not going to get on here and rip unpaid athletes, that is out the window now that the NIL exists. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not saying you should rip them. And my advice to anybody getting tough on Twitter is never, ever, ever say something about a young man you wouldn't say to his father's face. Because if you go to the Yum Center, you go to Cardinal Stadium, you might run into that, that young man's father. And he might ask you about those slick thumbs you've been tweeting with. Um, so, you know. Uh, grown men sport, <laughs> just just act accordingly. Yeah. If you're a player like DJ Wagner, though, why would you be in any rush? I know I would. Enjoy the process, man. I know I would. I, I'm going to take my time with it. I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, that's the whole point of it. Um, that's why anybody who was leaning or thinking that anything was a done deal until – 
the kid literally is on campus and you see him in your team's jersey is never done. Like, let's just remember that. So, you know, uh, that, that's pretty much good. That's, that's the basketball for today. When we come back, it's going to be all about taking your text, 414-1450, the Thornton's text line, as well as talking a whole lot of Scott Satterfield, some things that I heard from him that get me a little nervous. And what actually needs to happen? I've heard a lot of rhetoric, and I've heard a lot of people talking about what, you know, what what's going to fix Louisville, what's going to get Louisville to a, a successful season. And you know what? A lot of it's wrong. So I'll tell you why when we get back. You listen to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, 96.1 FM, and we'll be back. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? You smell what the rock is cooking. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Joe Kelly taking care of you. Some little grooves from the Rolling Stones. Got you under my thumb. Talking to you. You know who you are. <laughs> dance puppets, dance. <laughs> wow. Oh. Man, I spent the first segment being all diplomatic, and Rock just comes back firing dance puppet. <laughs> wow. That's- all right. It's fun. It's fun. I digress. We, we woke up we woke up on this July Saturday and said, Well, guess we're gonna have to put the boots on. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you got you got, got gotta give the mad rapper and mad producer content. They have to have something to talk about because Lord knows they need help, but <laughs> it's hey, like, man, you know, it's you know, it's radio. the dog days of summer though. It's it, the dog days of it summer. It is. Mine's more John Blaze than that. <laughs> and now the man's trying to rap. That's what got me mad, son. That's what got me mad. <laughs> why are you mad? Yeah. So I, it's such a it, it was such a great premise. <laughs> I know. And, and the little the little um the, the guy who's doing the interview, he's like, Mr. Rapper, if you can remember, this is a family show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's classic, man. It's classic. Man, shout out to the to the man, the, the one of the greatest to ever do it in hip hop. One of the biggest influences working behind the scenes. Mad skills. Oh, Your yes. favorite rapper's ghostwriter. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, for real. Wow, I haven't uh, heard that name in there... <laughs> a while. Hey, was was there a hook in the '90s that you liked? Mad skills wrote it for your man. I promise. I promise, you know what I'm saying? Like that. And that concept, that concept of the mad rapper because he was just pissed off he couldn't get any any like real love. 
Oh, it was just beautiful. Oh, Sometimes man. good things are born out of frustration. Like, so uh, here's Rashawn to frustrate you. <laughs> you know, got to have something to talk about. But, you know, like I said, I mean, everybody's looking for something because there, tr- really and truthfully, there's not been a lot of news. I mean, you had ACC, the ACC, whatever they want to call the, it's the, you know, media days, but they, they call it 85,000 different names with the pigskin kickoff or whatever. They used to call it the clam bake up in, you know, in the Big East, uh, you know, but the, the little deal where everybody gets together pre-conference you got the coach and a couple of players that come up to represent each university so you know up until um you know this past what wednesday or thursday when that that got rolling there really hasn't been a lot so everybody is like starving for content and i'll be damned if i'm gonna talk baseball horse racing tennis like i'm sorry i don't care i don't i just can't i i can't hey, do it. hey man you sir you watch it uh Besmirching horse racing because <laughs> I've decided this fall I might be smokes cheap cigars at the track on my day off guy. Yeah, hey, that, that that might that might be my new my new go to. Now, I mean, as far as a recreational event, absolutely, I'll go out there to, to Churchill and 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 kick back and and you know maybe throw a dollar or two down and and watch the you know the horses run in circles, uh, you know. But like as far as <laughs> I, I, I'm never gonna be faux breakdown horse racing guy, like. Hey know. man, but you just but you also just summed up doing uh, sports talk at the end of July. Yeah. yeah, I'll throw a couple bucks down and watch them run in circles. <laughs> that's exactly what it is legit like i mean that's that's basically i mean at this point everybody's starving for something and, and you know i mean that that's the whole point of okay let's hurry up and get i think they said that uh the end of this week is when teams report to actually start getting ready uh college teams and nfl i believe the first preseason game uh is coming up the hall of fame game i want to say is next week uh, next weekend Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it's next weekend. If not, it's coming up the the the, the early the following week. Um, but I mean, we're, we're here. You know, it's pretty much here. So everybody's scrambling to get to the end. But I did notice and get to listen to, um, you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> Mister the man himself, uh, Mister Flanders. We we got to listen to Mister Flanders. He got up there and got on the mic and and started doing his get ready for the season. And I wanted to hear, you know, because. For all intents and purposes, uh, Satterfield did do a better job of, you know, he brought in Lance Taylor as an offensive coordinator. He brought in Crime Dog as a defensive guy to help out. Um, you know, he, he got Jermaine Lole, uh, who was just recently uh, by on three uh, named the number one D, uh, D lineman uh, transfer. Uh, from the transfer portal, um, so you know it's a thought. The, the thought is, is that he's going to help out. Uh, Monty Montgomery's back healthy. Uh, you you know bringing back Ashton Gelati sounds like he's healthy. Um, you know, so L- Louisville's got a lot to be um, excited about. Uh, so you know, but I, I tell you what, Joe, and, and I'm going to ask your opinion on this is that um, I did not like what i heard from from coach satterfield and i and the reason i don't like it is because there's been an overriding theme and and i remember back um going out there to to to, to fdky barbecue with you and doing preseason shows 2 years ago okay during the height of the pandemic we had a closed uh uh dining room but we were sitting in there breaking it down getting ready for the Miami game 
Um, and, and we talked about, you know, the, the keys to the season. And, you know, it, it's been the same thing for the last couple of years. When is Satterfield going to start being aggressive? You know, when, when, when is that going to come through and him to show that, uh, that belief in his team and show that uh, belief that, you know what, I need to change up what I'm doing to get it done. So what worried me um, was his overriding message at media days was basically that, yeah, you know, we, 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 we feel like we were prepared and we feel like everything was good. We just didn't have the players that we needed. So now, you know, hopefully we, we have the guys that we need and then hopefully the guys behind them can do what, they, that, what we need them to do. But what I did not hear at all from Scott Satterfield was any conversation about needing to change up or for the coaches to do something differently or do it better. Like, I did not hear schematically him mention at all, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to have to, to, to do some things. Uh, you know, we're going to have to play faster. We're going to be more aggressive. Like, any of that wording, like, I didn't need to hear specifics, but just a mention of being more aggressive, you know, to trying to turn up the dial, that type of messaging, I didn't hear anything. All I heard was players, players, players. Basically, it's the coach saying, yeah, everything that I decided that I want to do with my team was perfect. They just sucked. I uh, see. I, I didn't take it like that. All right. So he, I agreed, actually, with what, what Scott said. And I like hearing him admit it. And, and I'm going to give him credit because he didn't just – it's very, very easy and, and something that I will give him credit for that he hasn't done. He said it when he got here. He said it after year one. And then he hasn't really – he hasn't used it as a crutch. The cabinet was bare, man, outside of, outside of a handful of skilled position players. It was absolutely bare. Bobby Petrino didn't leave a damn thing for the next guy coming. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I firmly believe that when you go back – and you look at Scott, and you look at the coaching staff, and you look at, at the tentative play calling specifically in the fourth quarter where, where we puckered up and, and we got scared, it's because he had no faith in the depth chart. I think he had plenty of faith in his starting 11 and a couple of guys that rotate in on packages here and there. Loved his starting 22. Didn't know about 23 and beyond necessarily. And I, that's why I think we got a lot of conservative play calling because he knew if Malik goes down, we're done. We're cooked. There are certain positions that we have absolutely no depth, and we have no answer if we lose our starter. And while so, and, and, and no, I, and I agree with that to a point. But my my issue with that is if it was just about a first of all. You're a Power 5 team, and you were coaching in your third year with the team. Uh, If you've recruited and trained your guys up properly, you should have more faith in your team than that. But there's a couple of issues I have with that. A, he did the same thing against Air Force, the game that Louisville lost. Playing conservative, playing afraid. That game has been that game has been blacked out of my brain. And, and and that if it was just like if Louisville was playing Florida State 
you know, or, or Miami or Notre Dame or, um, you know, Georgia or something like that every weekend, I would agree with you. But when you're of playing that afraid um, to, to lose, when you're rolling your defensive backs pretty much every third down, you're moving your, your defensive backs 15 yards off the line, just pretty much giving up a, uh, you know, five-yard out, uh, a five-yard out to give up first downs over and over and over again, that's just bad coaching, and and, and I think hey, that's, hey, you're not going to get an argument out, out of me on that. Well, and that's it's, it's so interesting because, like Joe, I I literally went in the numbers. I actually did some homework. <laughs> I did some homework, and I wanted to go back and see if what my eyes were telling me if the numbers bore it out. And it's interesting, Satterfield. Believe it or not, even though Louisville's had back to back losing seasons, this had the opportunity these last two seasons believe it or not had the opportunity to be a lot better or a lot worse if you depending on how you look at it because Louisville's offensive and defensive numbers like I keep hearing this rhetoric about oh man you know it's all about the defense if the defense gets better then that's all that Louisville needs because offense is fine that's absolute that's actually not true what Louisville has feasted on the last two years is an offense that has been in the top five in explosive plays. Plays over 30 yards, plays over 50 yards, plays over 70 yards. Long-hitting, explosive touchdown plays. It's the craziest thing to see because by the numbers, Louisville offensively is below average. I believe they were scoring offense last year. They were 63rd. Uh, from from what I from from my when I checked the, in the numbers, I believe they were 63rd uh, in offense, but they were top five in terms of explosive quick play touchdowns. So basically, they you can look at it as they were bailed out by the fact that they were able to hit Tyler Harrell for a long touchdown, uh, or they were able to hit um, uh, Hawkins, Javian Hawkins for a long run. Um, you know, they were able to do those types of things where they were able to hit a special play and make that happen. But when you go inside the numbers, the biggest issue, especially with the fact that Satterfield does tend to like to want to do the whole ball control clock management, move the chains type of thing, uh, and try to possess the ball. They've been horrible at that. Like Louisville third down conversion-wise, uh, I think was 70, 70th in the nation, 67th in the nation in terms of third down conversions. They were only converting about 30% of their third downs. So, like, they, they didn't move the chains. They did not possess the ball. What they did was get, you know – draw up a play that for whatever reason they were very good at hitting one or two deep plays and that kind of balanced out the numbers or things could have been a lot uglier but you can look at it on the on the other side of it and say you know what he's definitely found something with being able to hit these long plays and draw up a touchdown play if we can just learn to convert the ball on third down uh, or get into third and short situations where it's a lot easier conversion and start doing that offense could be amazing but really and truthfully, the offense has just as uh, as far to come as the defense. Like, yes, the defense has been bad. Yes, they've given up a lot of points. But like I said, you go back and you look at it, a lot of times first and second down defense have been good. But the problem is when you're getting teams into third and four, third and five, third and six, you're rolling your defensive back so far off the line 
you know, the, you know, Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles can see I can throw a five yard out, and by the time the defensive back gets to him, it's going to be a first down. Like that, that's kind of been the book on how to beat Satterfield so much so that Air Force, that literally only threw three passes in the last two games, saw that they could throw on Louisville. Mm. <laughs> I again, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, the, the, no, the biggest lie this year is part, that it's worst, only the defense. The worst part about that game is that going into it, I remember telling you in Haven, they are going to throw all over us. This quarterback is going to be so happy to play Louisville. Uh, oh, jeez. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> now you sound like no the man producer. <laughs> no, because I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. Yeah, I do. Because I'm trying not to cuss. Uh, that's like that is that is that was the most frustrating game I've ever participated in. Even as just an observer, I was numb by by the by the by halftime. You know, and just going, what man? What is he doing? Fire, fire your defensive coordinator at halftime. Seriously, what 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 are we doing? I I keep going back to it, man. I don't feel like it's an excuse. I could be, you know, I could be wrong on this, but I really do think depth is everything. That's something my father used to preach to me about U of L, and and this is going back to the conference USA and the and the Big East days. Yes, you know, my pops would tell you, I have no doubt that Louisville has the talent to compete with damn near any program in the country when you're talking about 22 on 22. But the problem for Louisville is if they had to play in a Power 5 conference, I don't know that they'd be as successful as they were. And my dad wasn't, you know, he was a diehard L fan, but he was a realist. And he said, you know, look at what happens to them when they, get, when they play an SEC team in a bowl game. You know, and and it took a while to catch up for Louisville, but that's been the that's been the the bane of our existence uh, since joining the ACC. Is that if you finish third in the ACC, you're going to go to the Belt Bowl and you're going to play the number three team from the SEC, which could be a air quotes down Georgia team. Man, y'all had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. I I wish I could experience down seasons like that. Uh, yeah. And and when you watch those games, man, we it's a battle of attrition over four quarters, and their bodies don't get tired because they rotate in and out. Now, everything I just said has absolutely nothing to do with with, with telling your cornerbacks hey, third and third and four from the from from your opponent's twenty line up in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna give them. We're, they're not gonna get the home run. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, all they need is a base hit. Uh, yeah. Like like every day. Like you know how crazy it drove me, Joe, for thirteen games to literally see every team have the exact same game plan. Look, we just get it to third manageable. They're going to give us a first down. <laughs> I know we don't pass the yeah. ball well. I know can't none of y'all catch. But look, all you got to do is go five yards and turn around, and it's and you're gonna literally get a first down. Like Kentucky did it to us 
Air Force did it to us. Wake Forest did it to us. Clemson did it to us. Uh, or or here, here's my other favorite. Okay, look, they're going to put everybody – you know, 12 or 15 yards off the line once you get past the 40 because they don't want to give up the touchdown. So just fade back like you're going to throw it and then just run. I mean, Louisville literally Mm -hmm. made Will Levis a first-round quarterback projected by most NFL guys this year because he looked like Superman against Louisville. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Oh, White Lightning was out there doing the damn thing against him. Like, and... And that was very, very, very frustrating for me, you know, because I'm like, oh, he's not that athletic. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Like, I, I, well, because, and that's the whole thing. It's like, I hear you talking, coach, I hear you. I understand you talking about players. We don't have, you know, we didn't have the depth that we needed. We didn't have guys that can make plays. I don't know any player in existence that can stand 15 yards off the line and stop a third and three uh, on a, on a quick out. Like I, I don't know. Like Deion Sanders isn't making that play. Like like at some point, and, and this is the whole point. Is like that risk averse kind of. We want to like the just the fact that Louisville wanted to go into the Air Force game and try to out out time of possession the option team is the whole problem. Like I really and truthfully believe in Scott Satterfield's abilities as a coach. He's a great coach. Like the the change in the players and the execution and the uh fundamentals that he and coach Brian Brown have installed with these players. I have seen a tangible difference in how much better the tackling is and how much uh, uh, how imaginative the offensive scheme can be. Uh, I've seen those types of things, but everything gets undermined because of the situational awareness to just play things way too safely. I mean, literally, like that whole wanting to possess the ball for 30 minutes a game, like, you know, doing this Nebraska style, Alabama style, LSU style, those teams don't even do that anymore. Those teams are literally trying to put up 70 every game now. Like, ball control possession football doesn't work in 2022. Louisville literally found the only young head, up-and-coming head coach that wants to play like he's 85 years old. Like, it's it's the most amazing thing in the world. So while I understand the, the hype train and I understand everybody's so excited about the Flyville 23 class and Pierce Clarkson, uh, DeAndre Moore, and all those guys coming in, but, you know, even with adding Lance Taylor, even with adding uh, Ben Souders, the strength and conditioning guy from Georgia, even with uh, uh, adding McGriff, the crime dog, on the defensive side, the thing that worries me is that Louisville's going to get into the exact same situation. Now, I've heard some people say that Louisville has a top 10 strength of schedule. I personally don't see it. I don't know why when I've heard that the ACC is one of the, you know, was as bad as it's ever been last year, that somehow Louisville has a top 10 strength of schedule. You know, so, like, I'm still expecting to see Results. Hey man, Kentucky Kentucky really tips the scales, man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> hey, you know what though? UK got picked second in the East. I cannot believe that by the media. Hey. Hey man, I'm very I'm just a just a side note and and talk about them for a second. I'm going to give them their props. Um, you know, I am very very intrigued by by this era of UK football. Now, now let's see what happens when you don't have the disrespect card. Yeah, 
Because that's been that's how Stoops built him up, and and I've said for years, man, Stoops is one of those coaches I want to play for. I'd go play for that guy because he's he's going to let you have fun. He's going to let you be a dog, and and he's going to go to bat for you. One of the big things he sold that program to to young players with was the fact that we've been overlooked, you've been overlooked. Let's come punch a bully in the mouth. Now y'all are the bullies. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I don't. I don't. I'm, let me. Let me. Let me hold back. You're you're sitting at the table with with the bullies. You're you're still not the pack leader, but but you're running. You're running with them. You know. So it'll be interesting to see how how he now manages the previous success because you're not going to have the, the what you've been going to the well for and using. It's not there anymore. No doubt. No doubt. Texas. And I think. And I think that's what. I think that's what Seth's trying to build up, man. I, to your point about, I understand conservative, it's boring, it's frustrating, and all that. What playmakers has he had since Javian and Tutu his first year? Because his first year, we were looking at that and saying, man, this guy overachieved. Yeah. We know what he can do when he has NFL talent on the roster. We know what he can do when he's got the Jimmys and Joes. And he only had a, he had a couple. With that season, this class that's coming in, you know, I I don't want to compare it to him yet because it, it when they go back and they re-rank classes, I think it was a top five class. But there is every reason for Louisville fans to be as excited, if not more, about this class coming in with Pierce Clarkson. Uh, I'm just going to call this class Pierce Clarkson and pals <laughs> yeah. because he's he's the lead recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this is very reminiscent of the Teddy Bridgewater, Calvin Pryor, Sheldon Rankins, Gerard Holloman class. You know, were you just, but possibly deeper? Yeah. I mean. But the question is, Joe, is he ever going to get the opportunity to coach him? Like, I've heard some people say that they think regardless of how good or bad Louisville is this year, that Satterfield's going to be able to keep his job because he has this, this recruiting class. I I, I am... I worry about, like, I can't see Louisville. If Louisville has another losing season, if they've had three back-to-back-to-back losing seasons, I cannot see Louisville retaining him. Like, I <laughs> like I understand I can. the class. I can. Hold up. I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm going to say this. Yes, sir. Because any opportunity that I get to kick Bobby Petrino in his ribcage, I'm going to whistle Dixie while I do it. <laughs> yes, you absolutely give him another year because – Bobby Rett, you know what in this program? He left nothing for the next guy to work with. He didn't even leave anything for his damn self if he hadn't been fired. He was coaching for that buyout and nothing more. Absolutely nothing more. Once Tom was gone, he knew the writing was on the wall. Mm -hmm. He was looking at the exit. He did nothing. He didn't even drive five minutes from the damn campus to go watch J.J. Weaver practice. Mm-hmm. Nothing, Rashawn. So yes, we absolutely say, you know what? Let's take a breath for a minute. Let's be let's be adults for a moment, and not be reactionaries. Let's recognize the mess that this guy inherited. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you this question: If you fire Scott Satterfield tomorrow, who do you guarantee you can hire that's going to come in and retain this class that he's recruited? Develop the class 
there's not a guy out there that that screams, "Oh, Louisville could get him if they wanted him." Part of how we ended up with Satterfield was thinking that we could get the guy that we want. And the guy that we wanted at the time ended up saying, no, nah, I'm going to stay at Purdue. <laughs> so let's, let's well, I, I, temper I, I, our expectations of, of the greatness of this program. I understand being cocky, and I understand saying we have, we have a Heisman, we have a Bronco Nagurski winner, we've got a Jim Thorpe winner, we've got every major bowl other than a Rose Bowl, and, and if we were eligible, hell, we might have one of them too. <laughs> let's just take a breath. And let's let the man work, Joe. I'm gonna say this. And let's it, see what. If let's, see what, let, let's see what. The, let's, let's see about Pearson Powell. I, I I hear what you're saying, but all I'm gonna tell you is this, brother. If if Louisville has a, a losing season again this year, that would be three losing seasons in a row. They lose Malik Cunningham mm-hmm. as well as every, uh, you know, a, a ton of their experience. Which means with, with this young class coming in, they're probably going to take a step back. If they've had a losing season this year, they're going to take a step back next year because of so many young people. That would be four losing seasons in a row. I don't give a damn who it is at the University of Louisville. You don't have back-to-back losing seasons. If you sign up for four straight losing seasons, I can't ride with you. I, I, I'm just going to hey, be honest. Four, we can talk. <clears throat> Four, 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 I got twenty on four. If he it's gonna be four. If if Louisville does not win, have a winning record this year, they're going to have a losing record the following year. I'm telling you that right now because they lose everybody. If you think that Louisville's going to get better without Malik Cunningham being able to do everything except sell popcorn with whoever it is, I don't care if it's Caleb Johnson, Evan Conley, uh, Pierce Clarkson. I don't care who it is. None of those guys are going to be able to do what. Malik is doing this year as a fifth-year, six-year senior, whatever he is, next year, you're going to have a losing season the following year. I'm telling you that right now. So that's why I said it's a must that Coach Satterfield has a winning season this year. Hey, we're going to get to your text right on the other side, 414-1450. Wake up, 502. We have a ton of texts. If you want to get in, get them in now. I'll be reading them probably through the end of the show, getting your thoughts, your opinions. I appreciate everybody's been sending them in. I haven't got to them yet. Uh, we're going to be back. Wake up, 502. Rashawn Myers, Big X Sports Radio. Been gone way too fast, had way too much fun, loving it, little Biggie, who shot you, coming back off the break. Shout out to all my people. <laughs> so, so somebody, hey, my people was fussing at me last week. They said that the podcast did not get loaded. He said, make sure that the podcast gets loaded this time. Yes, sir. I promise 
the podcast will be up. I will make sure that that Joker goes up. And in fact, if you want to catch last week's show, which Joe was praying to the Knicks gods for Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that one gets loaded as well. So I'm going to actually take a little extra time just to make sure everything is good to go. I appreciate everybody who goes back and listens to the show. Of course, you can always check it out on SoundCloud here um, at, at Big X Sports Radio. You can also go to wakeup502.com. Uh, we put all of our, our shows on there as well. Um, and just really appreciate everybody who's uh, continued to make this show uh, as entertaining as possible, Joe. It's fun stuff, man. I love it. Like, I, I wouldn't change it hey, for the man, world. And I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself because, as I said in my prayer last week, I know that we don't get nice things. <laughs> Nick fans, <laughs> I'm hearing good stuff, man. They're saying it's a dumb Buddy deal. Buddy of mine, Buddy of mine covers, covers the NBA. Uh, for a very, very prestigious and illustrious website that a lot of y'all uh, click on every day. Texted me the other night, <clears throat> said it's a done deal, here's the package, swear to God if you tweet it out and break the story, I'll, dr- I'll fly to Louisville myself and beat you. And uh, I was like, seriously, like, it's it's legit. He said, man, all they got to do is come up, like, there, there's, you know how it is, it's never done till it's done, but yeah, it ain't it's over till it's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, from, what, from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing quickly Grimes, Toppin, and five first-rounders. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, four first-rounders and Cam Reddish. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Right, well, because I've heard that, but, that the Jazz have been insistent that they want six first-rounders, and they said that there's no chance in hell that's happening. But so so I think that's the I think that's what's holding it up is they can't they can't I don't want to say they can't I don't want to speak too much on this because I don't want to jinx it <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't want to be that guy I'm, I'm still nervous uh yeah Cam Reddish or a pick is is kind of the the chatter and I'd rather give up another pick than Cam Reddish than Cam Reddish I I agree personally. with you I agree with you um the other thing too man is that. If if they do, let's let's just say they just get four, just four right. first round round picks for Donovan. That's eight first round picks they've acquired for Rudy and Donovan, which is just absolutely amazing. I, I mean, good on the Jazz. If you got to blow something up, that's that's as best as you could hope for out of it, right? But but uh, I, I, well, I agree with that, Joe. I tweeted this. Yeah. Do what? I said. Well, I, I do agree I, with that, but I do have a question for you. But go ahead, finish your finish your thought. Well, all I'm going to say is, by my estimation, Oklahoma City and Utah will have every pick in the foreseeable future. Like It's just going to be going back and forth between the Jazz and the Thunder drafting because they have all the picks accumulated. And oh, yeah. if I'm now an elite prospect in college basketball, I think I might be enticed knowing that there's a very good possibility I end up playing in Utah or Oklahoma City. Nope, we're gonna see just how much nil <laughs> money I can get for four years, and I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge Bill Russell. I'm gonna lead my school to four chips. Hey, four might, of them. You might and, be right and, about that, and make and make twenty million dollars over that four years. But I'm gonna tell you what, I, I and and it's very interesting because Utah Jazz, like they have a certain. Um, they, they they are looked at a certain way with, around the league by players. And, okay, let's 
let's also just say this, Rashawn. Yeah. I can say this. Yes, sir. Rashawn, I'm white. You give me $50 million, I don't want to live in Utah. I'll take 20 in Miami. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. No, no nobody wants to be in Utah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I, I agree with you there, but I, I really and truly believe this. Like, Utah's in a very interesting situation because when you look at it on the surface, you have two all-stars on your team, one in his prime in Rudy Gobert and one that's not even reached his prime yet in Donovan Mitchell. And Utah is basically saying they would rather trade them than keep them. For a team that can't really and has never really been able to attract free agents, to have two bona fide stars on your team and to not want – like I understand trading one of them because it was plain to see that their relationship had gotten to a point to where, yeah, one of us has got to go. But the fact that they traded Rudy Gobert because he doesn't match with the NBA. And in my personal opinion, Joe, I think the biggest reason that they're looking to move Donovan and, and nobody's talked about this. This is my own personal opinion. I know y'all going to probably blow me up on the text line and Twitter and everything else for saying it. I think that Donovan is too – vocal especially when it comes to social justice and when it comes to equality for that Mm -hmm. area because he is very outspoken Mm -hmm. he is very aggressive with his thoughts and with his stances and i really and truly believe that utah is looking to move him because he likes to upset the apple cart way too much for them and that's my personal opinion I don't disagree with that at all. And I also think, though, that Utah is being incredibly smart. And I know that Utah fans don't want to hear this. But to your point, um, so basically the Utah Jazz are kind of like the Baltimore Ravens trying to find a wide receiver that wants to play with Lamar. You know what you get when you sign up for that. So your best bet, you're probably not going to get somebody in free agency. It's not going to happen. you got to draft somebody that falls in love with playing there and falls in love with the system, the the locker room, the people. But see, I thought that uh, was – isn't that Donovan? Like, Donovan has been the bo- – like, he L- Lamar Jackson, Donovan Mitchell, for guys that are absolute superstars, they have been as accommodating and been as um, supportive of their two uh, franchises as any superstars out there, not making any waves, not saying anything in the era in which everybody is bitching, moaning, and crying about everything. I feel like those two guys have been company men, and neither right, one of those franchises have supported those guys. In my personal okay, opinion, okay, but 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a point you made about Donovan last week. Two straight years of playoff exits where he didn't take the last shot. Yeah. At some point, you do look around and say, man, I'm doing everything I can, and I'm in Utah. Yeah. Oh, he has every right to be loud and to be boisterous and talk, but he's never done that. Like, he's never been the guy who's making a fuss publicly. Publicly. No, no, and and he's handled his trade request very well, I think. Yeah. He hadn't gone out. He, this is, and, and I'm saying this with Nick's bias. He didn't go the Carmelo Anthony route. He's not out there telling him, you're going to trade me. Yeah, scorched me. earth. He didn't do scorched earth. No. No, not at all. He's, he's been, been very cool about it. And if you're Utah, you have, to, you have to look at it for what it is, man. And one of the biggest, I will always go back to, th- there is one player in free agency in, in the NBA that totally shifted my opinion on small markets and what you have to do. And it was Shaquille O'Neal. 
Orlando should have traded Shaq and got everything they could to build to the future with when when it was obvious that it wasn't going to work. Yeah, he de- told I him, agree I'm with going that. To LA. I agree with that. You definitely can't let Shaq and, move, uh, walk for nothing. They let Shaquille O'Neal walk for absolutely nothing. And it was because they were scared to be the ownership and to be the franchise that traded that player away. Well, you know what? I'm not saying Donovan is Shaq at all. Okay, that's not right. But you have to look at it when you have a young all-star on your roster and say, if it's not going to work with him, and especially in this day and age of the NBA where it is all controlled by players, when signing a a Mega Max doesn't mean anything other than I'm signing this because you all can offer me the biggest contract a year from now. I might demand a trade, James Harden. Uh, <laughs> the list goes on, right? You know, I mean, that's that's the game now, and I'm not mad at them. I mean, Ben Simmons literally and, sat out the whole year and didn't play for anybody. Yep. Didn't play for Philly. Didn't play for Brooklyn. Didn't play for nobody because uh, stress was making his back hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Joe, we got to get to these texts. We've been we've been running our mouths. We're going to run out of time. 414-1450, Thornton's text line. Uh, appreciate your text. First text in, uh, so, uh, DD text in. Uh, what's up, DD? How you doing? Uh, she said, um, I always like the real talk, fellas. It's It does not equal hate. And I appreciate it. So thank you, Didi. See, like, see, the man, the man see, rapper people- and the man producer get upset, but Didi doesn't get upset. So I, oh, she knows what she knows what what the clock says. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we got <laughs> texter in says, uh, "Good morning, wake up five oh two main event, aka the culture." He said to switch gears. Um, are you going to watch Ric Flair's final match? Hey, it's so funny. Like I've been seeing this come across Twitter talking about Ric. I thought. Ric Flair got retired when Shawn Michaels super kicked him like five years ago. Like, I remember him saying, you know, I'm sorry, I love you, super kick, (laughs) over. Like, wasn't that the retirement? Like, I thought that was the retirement. I didn't even realize Ric Flair was still wrestling. I thought that was was all she wrote, too, and it was obvious that Ric didn't want to go out, but... Hey man, now that Vince McMahon stepped down, I guess I guess everything's fair game. <laughs> fair. Oh, and, and, <laughs> hey man, I, I I'm a big I'm a big proponent of saying allegedly and give the man his his day in court and blah blah blah. Yo man, Vince is so guilty if he stepped down on a Friday. Uh, well, I mean, he's not just he's like, no longer CEO. He doesn't even have creative control, bro. Like He's does literally done is anything less shocking than Vince, Vince McMahon and sexual misconduct issue? Like, <laughs> like that didn't even surprise me. Like it wasn't even shocking. It's like it's water no, wet. No, I thought it was a storyline. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, I call that a Tuesday. It's like really anybody surprised? Yeah. Like come on, man. Hey, man, look, look. I'm yeah. That's just. I'm not making light of the situation because no. I think he's truly one of the most awful human beings on <laughs> earth. I think I think even by rich folks standard, Vince McMahon is a POS. <laughs> um, but every story that I've heard coming from this guy my entire life, Rashawn, I have never had any reaction other than par for the course. I mean, I, I, that's, there's nothing you could accuse him of that I wouldn't say. I, I can't. Say I that. mean, like, would you be shocked by it? exactly? Hey, I would, Joe. We got a, actually got a caller into the uh, to the wake up five zero two buzz line three eight four fourteen fifty. Caller, I got you on the line. Uh, your, your name and your comment, please. 
Man, what's going on, Sean? You know it's me. How you doing? Hey, what's Joe? going on? Good morning, brother. How you doing? I'm doing very well, man. I'm you know you know I'm listening as always, and I, I was just gonna say uh, about Utah. Uh, Utah is a nice city, but they can never win a championship. And you know I like to, I'm like you. I like to keep it real. And the reason being, they do not have enough brothers on that team, and they will not Mm-mm. have that. you got to look <laughs> at the culture of Utah. Utah is a Mormon state. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and all you have to do, you can you can ask right here in the city, you can ask Griff. It was nice to play yeah. there, but you can't get nobody to go there. And it's, and it's the reason for that. And, 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 and Donovan, he wants to have a chance to win a ship, but he can't get that in Utah. He needs to go where he can uh, if they'll let him. If they'll let him out, to where, he, where he can baby. go to, to do that, <laughs> and that's the that's the real right. deal. You know it. Joe knows it. Joe said it, and I know it, Wayne. and everybody knows it. Wayne, but you know it's always uh, tell me when I was when I was playing ball in the backyard as a kid. Use that offhand. Utah sign you if you got an off. If you can dribble with your offhand, you can get a contract <laughs> in Utah, son. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Oh, gosh. Wow. That, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> but you know what, guys? You, you know what? Uh, you know, and, and like like you was talking about, Sean, earlier about yes, uh, uh, Satterfield, uh, if he has another losing season, it's going to be hard to keep him. But the thing of it is, and, and like Joe said, who are you going to get? And, and I'd hate to see mm-hmm. all, all the work that he's put in go to, go to waste. That's my thought on it. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Wayne, think, he better get seven wins this year. That's all I'm telling you, Wayne. He better get seven wins. Uh, that's, uh, I, I don't care how I, he gets I, there. I, I, I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> that's that's the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. I'm with that. <laughs> Absolutely. But 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 you know what? I got a. I I know you still. Have, I know you haven't heard from my friend. Oh, I got to call him. He's man. hiding, man. He's <laughs> hiding. <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding now. It makes me laugh. Why he so? Why he get that way, man? But that's still my boy. I've been knowing him since he was a child. Wow! Because they, they used. To, I lived on Dearborn. He lived on Third Street. I know his whole family, man. <laughs> I know when he was a little kid, he still had a big old head. That's one thing I know. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but but Sean just. Oh, and I meant to tell you what y'all do. Fire Haven. I, hey man, Haven's right around. He's too big time for us. He's out of jet setting, flying around the country. You know what I'm saying? He's he's big time now. He ain't got no time for us. Yeah. You know, he's he's doing his campaign trail thing. So you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I think about you. You know, you guys are the best. You my you my you my guys, man. I appreciate it, and, uh, and I always I always appreciate you and listen. And you know what I always say, we all say at the end of the day, go cards, man. Thanks, guys. There he is, the man, the myth, the hey. legend, Wayne. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, tell- I'm, I'm telling you, this, this, I cannot wait for football season this year. Can't wait to get back to tailgating. It feels like, like we've had a vacation from it, you know, I know it. the past couple of years with COVID and everything. Uh, but, but I'm going to introduce Wayne to everybody at our tailgate. That's my Uncle Wayne. Uh, he gets, he gets, I got a, I got a stadium chair for him right next to the grill. First, first thing we're pulling off, Wayne's my taste tester. If it's Wayne approved, we know, we know it's good enough for y'all. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I cannot, cannot, 
wait for that. Uh, uh, Texter also said to you, Joe, by the way, after asking about Ric Flair's final match, he also said Joe is out of his mind. Bring Brom home. (laughs) So he he definitely agrees with me that we we ain't no damn losing seasons. It cannot happen. It cannot happen because, like I said, you would be setting yourself up for four straight losing seasons, which I don't think has happened since the 80s. Absolutely not. Hey, man. Well, Texter, you know, we all have thoughts. Uh, maybe you and, and 35 other people ha- can can chip in on a billboard and it'll work this <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think he wants to go oh, home no. at, at, this, at this date. That's hilarious. Oh, I, hey, now this next text is, I think, literally for you. says, Joe, don't forget to wish 55 happy birthday today. Maybe see if Dolly will do a FaceTime for him. So, so who? who hey. Make sure you wish 55. Jeremy. Oh, oh is, yeah, it, is, yeah, it, is, yeah, is it Jeremy's birthday today? That's 55. Hey. Double what? nickel. Man, Jay Wyman. Happy birthday, brother. Big man. One of my, one of my favorite people. Good one. Once again, pass on condolences for your pops, man, as well. But, you know, the, the love, Jeremy. I've been trying to get Jeremy to come in studio forever. Like, for, like he, he keeps saying he's coming in and then don't don't never show up. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to talk about you, Jay. But we're going to have to get you in studio. Oh, also, Texter said uh, he put a picture of Malibu's Most Wanted up and said, when Joe starts talking about hip-hop, this is what he looks like. And put up Malibu's Most Wanted. So, that's... Hey, man, I wish I had that hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Joe, you're more down than Malibu. Malibu's most, man. I mean, that was that movie is twenty something years old. (laughs) Can we like update the reference? I mean, come on, man. Be you're gonna come at me like that? At least be relevant, old person. (laughs) Right? Be like Randy and the Hip Hop Dalmatians. (laughs) 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 That could be me and you, Joe. We're gonna be Randy and there it is. <laughs> what what, what, what it was is. the song? They hit the 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 hit song. The hoe is mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, uh, hilarious! Uh, he said, "Yeah, you know how he did like the girl is mine. Well, we gonna do the hoe is mine. That's so that's so hilarious. Gosh, oh, I love it. You know what? This has been a hilarious Saturday." I really, really, really appreciate everybody checking in. We got probably, we will see a, from what I understand, we'll see a resolution. So we'll definitely have news to talk about next week. We'll have a resolution on this Donovan Mitchell thing, I feel like. Uh, hopefully we're going to figure out what's going to happen with the rest of the NBA. Like the whole NBA free agency has been on hold trying to figure out if KD's moving, if Kyrie's moving, and if Russell Westbrook's moving. Like none of the free agents are signing anywhere because everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen with these big pieces. The fact that anybody wants – like I heard a rumor, and and I'm glad we got like two minutes left, Joe, but I got to get your answer on this. I've heard there's a rumor out there that if if the uh, Knicks – do trade for Donovan Mitchell, that their next move is going to be to trade Julius Randle for Russell Westbrook. Why on God's green earth would the Knicks make that move? Well, because we're the Knicks, Rashawn, and every time we take one step forward, we take 14 back. <laughs> like, I love a court. Jalen Brunson, Donovan back, Mitchell, just- RJ... Randall and uh, Thomas uh, 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 Robinson, 
Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, like that's a nice vibe. Yeah. Like, why on earth would you add Russell Westbrook to that mix? Like, I feel like the Donovan Lakers are just Donovan starting to rumors. Would would complement each other so well. I just I feel like Brunson and, and Mitchell really really would complement one another. Oh yeah! Don't throw Russ in the mix. Oh, Don't gosh. do that. Like I, I feel like Russell it, Westbrook is just starting the all these rumors. Telling me, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's that's, that's 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 fair. That's horrible, dude. It's horrible. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll have that news. We'll LeBron have other, starting, the the starter of of fall camp's gonna be getting around. We'll be having NFL right around the corner. Maybe uh, Lamar Jackson will have a contract. I mean, they just uh, backed up the Brinks truck uh, for uh, uh, what's his name there in Arizona. So uh, you know, maybe we can get Lamar paid. But Joe, we out of here. Wake up five oh two. And we out. Spread love with my peeps. People want to creep and watch my back. Leave the cognac in those sack. Make me slap. I switch it all back. Enemies G's up. Won't force move. Get Swiss cheese up. Click the tech. Respect. I demand it.